Welcome to Canto by Dispatch. Today, I, I'm Brittany, I think. And joining me today, and always, is my friend, Emily Lind. Hi, Brittany. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Excited to start off this podcast this week, because we have some interesting and fun topics to talk about. We do, because I finally watched some Clone Wars. I know. Yes, I'm excited to talk about that. And we are talking about people we want to bang. So this is going to be a great podcast that I hope my parents aren't listening to. (laughs) Clone Wars, people we want to bang, and racism. It's going to be a whole variety of things. So, Emily... What'd you do yesterday? Or, yeah, it was yesterday, right? Yeah, I watched the Clone Wars movie. Against the advice of several people who told me that I should just start watching the show. But once I realized that the movie happened before the show, I couldn't do that because I have weird, obsessive things. Yeah, it was funny because I saw, I, I was taking a nap yesterday when you texted me saying, hey, like, what should I watch? I saw you put it on Twitter, too. And a bunch of people were like, don't do it. <laughs> and then I was going to be like, yeah, you know, you can. But the movie, it, it, it's it's not that great. You know, my first impression of it wasn't very great. But I, I'm very excited to hear your first impression of the film. Okay. Um. No, I'm got to, I got to go with the. It's not great. It's it's surprisingly boring, I think is the word that I would use, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, like, it's interesting because there's some really cool fight scenes, mm-hmm. and you get, like, the introduction of Ahsoka, and that's cool because, I mean, I've heard everybody talking about Ahsoka forever because everybody loves Ahsoka, but I didn't really, like, know her. I've seen pictures of her, and I saw the two-minute Forces of Destiny featuring her, but it was my first time, like, really seeing any story for that character. What was your first impression of Ahsoka? I liked her. I didn't I didn't realize how young she was going to be. I knew she was a Padawan, but I don't know. I was expecting, from all, like, the pictures and stuff, because I've mostly seen her in fan art, I was expecting something, like, a little more hardcore warrior. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of the impression I had gotten of her, which is completely wrong, at least for, like, early Ahsoka. I don't know how she becomes with the whole, you know, her mentor becoming evil and stuff but she's just adorable yeah she's cute god she had to be at least like 13 or 12 during that time i don't know how i'll have to look up in the wikipedia like how old technically she was when she first became anakin's padawan but she looked pretty young it was really funny because i forgot how negative anakin was about the situation he was talking about you know how padawans would slow him down and you know the first reaction was whoa 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 no this isn't my padawan but (laughs) He's really a kind dick of... about it at first. He was, but the thing that confused me the most was in episode three, he was so pissed that he didn't get the rank of master. And why is he pissed that he's getting a Padawan when in reality, you know, he wants that rank of master? Like, does he realize that he has to take these steps and, you know, probably like gain a Padawan or something to, I don't know, become a master? I mean, well, that's one of those things where when you have a like a retroactive continuity where you're putting something in between those films, 
it, it's sort of hard to go, well, uh, I mean, because they sort of ignore <laughs> things that they've done before. Like, it's sort of a, like a Leia remembering her mother moment, where if you yeah. try to match stuff up later, it, it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense. Yeah, I I agree. Oh, yeah, I should I should probably explain the movie if, if anyone's ever, ever not seen it. So basically, this is an animated movie, and it's about the Clone Wars. And the main part of this film is that Jabba the Hutt's son got kidnapped. And the Jedi are, are going to try to help find him, but except they have some problems along the way with Count Dooku and his apprentice or assassin, Asajj Ventress. What'd you I think of Asajj? Her. Oh, I liked her a oh. lot. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I, yeah. I like, so. totally, like, kick-ass evil chick. Yes. That's my jam. And I like that she fights with two lightsabers. Yeah, she's a really good character. You know, she has a lot of character development in the later seasons. So I'm really excited for you to see, you know, what she does in the next couple episodes. Because I feel like she's known for, you know, running away from the situation. Kind of like General Grievous in a way. Like when she knows that she's losing in a situation, she just dips. Like how she did, you know, she she was on that ledge with Obi-Wan and she contacted that little droid starfighter and she hopped on it and she's like, see ya! Yeah, that's true. But I think there is some, uh, I mean, at some point you just gotta, you can't exactly. fight every battle. I have to say, okay, one thing I wanted to mention because it I found so disconcerting is the voiceover rather than a scroll. Oh, really? <laughs> and... Oh, man, like, it really annoyed me, partially because this voiceover is, like, it's the most stereotypical movie guy, like, announcer voiceover, almost to the point where it sounds like a parody of <laughs> of movie voiceovers. And I understand, like, it's a cartoon, and maybe maybe that's why you don't want to do a scroll, but it, like, immediately, like, set me out on the wrong foot. So as soon as it started, I'm like, what? What is happening? I don't like this at all. This is not the thing that I know, and I'm one of those people who knew things are bad, but, <laughs> but no, I just, I, I found it very, very disconcerting, and it took me, took me a little bit to get over that, because I wasn't expecting it, I was expecting a scroll. Yeah, I got used to the monologue. I started watching it in, I think it was 2012 or 2013, like, around, like, season four or five, because I started it when, um, Maul, Spoiler, I, I think you know about Darth Maul, right? How he's somehow, like, back in the situation. Yeah, and I know he eventually has, like, spider legs. Yeah, you, you'll see that. That's, like, around season five, so be prepared for that. At first, I was, like, really intrigued about that, and I'm like, oh, my God, Lucasfilm brought back Darth Maul from the dead. What else are they going to do? That was before Disney bought them. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jabba's son is... The cutest little thing ever. <laughs> the, what they call him? Punky Muffin? <laughs> like, I, in general, I'm not crazy about the animation style. At least so far. Like, maybe it'll grow on me. Yeah. Um, it's a little, I don't know, it's a little, like, sort of blocky looking. Like, I think Yoda looks really weird. And I think Gaba <laughs> looks really weird. But, yeah, what one thing I have to say I was that I found sort of interesting even though I, I i overall i thought the movie was pretty boring is it's really pretty complicated in terms of the plots that are going on because you're you have D dooku telling jabba that the jedi were actually responsible for the kidnapping of his son 
and we're planning to like overthrow Jabba. And then you also have Jabba's uncle, is it? Like being in on this thing. Uncle yeah, Zero. It's very, <laughs> very strange. He has like a feather in his hair head. It's all it's all a little bit of an odd choice. But when you have that on top of the whole idea that the separatist thing is this big elaborate plot in and of itself that that Palpatine is orchestrating. Like, it's really complicated for a cartoon. I agree. You know, originally, before they decided to make this a movie, this was supposed to be, like, four separate episodes. I forget what the names of the episodes were, but they were supposed to be, like, one on everything happening on Christophus. The other one was, I believe, all the stuff that happened on that big tower. And then the next part was all the things that happened on Tatooine. And then the next part was about how Padme got kidnapped. Not kidnapped, but she was... Yeah, I was kidnapped by uh, Zero because she went to try to go reason with him. Say, hey, I'm going to use my senator shit to help you out. It was so funny when she appeared in the Senate office and Anakin was mentioned. She's just like, Anakin! <laughs> they, they do a really bad job of hiding their relationship. Like a really terrible job. <laughs> no, actually, that's interesting that it's it was supposed to be like the, the opening episodes to a series because that makes more sense now sort of in that Padme's not really there at all until like the last you know quarter of the movie where generally if you were writing a solid 90 minute movie you'd have her involved earlier and sort of slowly like weaving that in and out to the story and you'd have inter- Zero introduced earlier so those as is, is four separate episodes some of those like more clunky storytelling elements make more sense it almost feels like rewatching uh, Rebels, because I feel like after a couple seasons, the Clone Wars, you know, starts to, you know, get their shit together, and they know there a lot of character development happens in the characters. But with Rebels right now, everything is just like going downhill, and I feel like definitely this movie was kind of going in that direction because, you know, the plot was kind of weak. You know, introducing or Jabba the Hutt and his son. You know, all the things going on with the Separatists, and this is hard for children to understand. But I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, the part that they understand the most is Jabba the Hutt's son was kidnapped and the Jedi are going to come help. And then the Separatists manipulate the situation and the Jedi save the day. Then the Separatists die. No, but, you know, you know, yeah, what I, mean. I have to say, if it wasn't it, it wasn't <laughs> for this podcast and I just watched that movie, I, I don't know if I would be moving on to the series. Oh, I almost feel bad. I'm like, it. no, but... You know, I, I think you're going to like it. I have hope for you. It's kind of a hurdle you have to cross. I feel like after a couple episodes in season one, you'll kind of warm up to plot and the characters. Because you, you said previously how you weren't very into the prequels. But I think a show like this definitely made me respect the prequels a little bit more. But if it doesn't do that for you, then it's all good. But, you know, it's always yeah, worth I'll, trying. Yeah, I'll watch, I'll watch like two or episodes or something for next week. Although I have to say, I'm really glad that um, they did away with the Jedi disgusting rat tail hair that Anakin had in Attack of the Clones because that was the most disgusting haircut of all time. And having just like the short cool guy hair, I'm a lot more comfortable with seeing on a weekly basis. I never knew what I thought about that like weird ponytail braid crap. Like I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, oh, that's the Jedi braid. And as I got older, I'm like, that's kind of weird. You you have your hair, then you have that like one really annoying like 
strand of hair that's just longer than everything else and just looks really weird unless you're like if you're not a jedi well even now if you were a jedi and had that that's kind of weird i wonder if luke skywalker did that to his padawans (laughs) (laughs) oh man i hope somewhere there's a photoshop of luke with that hair (laughs) if not please somebody make me one yes please but yeah. What was your favorite part of uh, the movie? Like, was there like a certain scene that made you laugh? Because I have a pretty awful one. Um, I actually, I, I liked the Obi-Wan Ventress fight scene. And I liked when Ahsoka, um, there's a scene when they're, they're trying to get somewhere to like set up some charges and there are all these security droids. And she takes down a wall that conveniently has an opening that Anakin can fit through, but crushes all the droids. That's a good scene. That was like their first little like journey together, you know, work. They were learning, you know, how to work together and they would be kind of snippy with each other, you know, giving each other nicknames, Snips and Sky Guy. I hate Sky Guy. That's just like nails and chocolate <laughs> for me, that nickname she gave him. Sky Guy. And then he calls her Snips. We don't need nicknames. We already have enough. But that's <laughs> that's just god i remember watching this as a kid i was so pissed after watching this i was like what is this garbage and i watched it again and i'm like it's not that bad and i watched it last night and i'm like this is bad so so what was your scene <laughs> mine's pretty awful so they're on that little space freighter thing and they're on their way to Tatooine. And Ahsoka's just sitting there like, oh my god, Anakin, like, you're coming home. And then Anakin just stares at the camera and you see his eyes. He's like, home. And you hear like the Tusken Raiders. <laughs> you hear like the Tusken Raider sound in the backyard. In the, not backyard. In like the background. I can't even speak now, but I just thought that was so awful that... They kind of had to remind the audience that, oh, yeah, like terrible shit happened to Anakin here on Tatooine. Like his mom was, you know, his mom died and everything. And God, I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. Ahsoka even has a line about all of the sand. (laughs) I I think I had a quote in there. No, but it was funny because Anakin and Count's or Count Dooku, they had a little scene where they're like forcing sand all over the place. And I was thinking, God, Anakin hates sand. I wonder how he's doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man no another favorite scene of mine was let's see oh yeah when he was negotiating the terms of surrender and he like gr- force grabs a chair and the table and he's like hey uh, sit down and we'll discuss terms of surrender and then like he's making like a cup of tea and he's like slowly stirring it and the guy slowly realizes it's a trap and he's like this is a trap and then Obi-Wan's like yeah, I, I was hoping that the shield generator would be gone oh, yeah, by now. The, look how super cool Obi-Wan is seen. That's how I thought of it. God, I, I love him. I love scenes like that. I think it's always interesting the difference between young Obi-Wan and Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. Because if I were describing Obi-Wan based on the A New Hope... Funny would not be one of the words that entered my vocabulary. And obviously, I mean, he's so, he's so serious in that first movie. And obviously, I mean, you're looking at a character who's gone through a lot and has seen his, his apprentice become like the dark lord of the galaxy. But I do think it's interesting. It always, it always strikes me when I'm seeing Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan, how different of a character that is. 
Yeah, I definitely noticed, you know, the similarities and the differences between, well, definitely the differences between Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan and Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan. What do you think that Ian McGregor, or actually this voice actor in The Clone Wars, what qualities and characteristics do you think he needs to add to this will be one to make him more like Alec Guinness, well, if that just, makes any it sense. Sort of, it sort of depends how the Anakin story plays out. Because obviously you want him to keep that humor and that sort of... Uh, the, the lighthearted way he deals with these really dangerous situations. So it doesn't make sense for that to disappear right away. But I'm interested to see as Anakin becomes seduced by the dark side... And sort of what Obi-Wan sees of that and sort of how it how it affects his character. I definitely think that throughout the series we see, or I, I at least see a lot of similarities to Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan to this animated character. So I, I think you'll enjoy what it. I, say, I do really like the voice acting of the show. They did a really good job, especially Anakin. It didn't take much convincing for me to enjoy the voice acting because I almost feel I love Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker, but I almost find his voice to be a little like too whiny. And I feel like, God, I forget this uh, voice actor's name. I think it's it's Matthew something. I can barely look it up. I know he's expecting a child, so <laughs> go, go that guy. I like the fact that you don't know his name, but you know he's expecting a kid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know weird celebrity gossip stuff. And I think Ashley Eckstein retweeted something because he's on some uh, TV show, I think on like CBS or something. It's His name is Matt Lanter. No, I liked him. No, I have to say, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen the prequels. So I don't really have Hayden Christensen's voice in my head the way I do Yoda's voice or Jabba's voice or, or some of these other characters that I've had a lot more time with. But it sounded good to me. I liked him. Good. I'm glad. Did you know that Samuel L. Jackson returned as Mace Windu in just this uh, movie, not in any of the other episodes? And so did Christopher Lee. I think Frank Oz also. I'm going to have to check on that. But I remember reading, or you can tell that it's Samuel yes, L. Jackson. Jackson is, is really distinctive, so I'm sort of slightly apprehensive about hearing Mace the rest of the series. And, I mean, Christopher Lee and other, I mean, his voice is, like, epic. The voice of so many horror movies and Saruman and Lord of the Rings. Like, I freaking love Christopher Lee. So I was happy to hear him in at least this 90 minutes. He's a great actor. I definitely enjoyed the character of Count Dooku in Episode 2 and Episode 3. I thought that it was very wise to have a character like him who he basically warned Obi-Wan about the fall of the Republic and Obi-Wan was just very clueless. Well, I was interested to see him in this because I feel he was actually a really underused character in the movies. Like, I've, I felt like he could have been, like, a really big presence. And I was really disappointed when he, get, when he got his head chopped off. Because I'm like, no, you could have used him, like, throughout this whole movie still. Because <laughs> he's Christopher Lee and he's amazing. I know, that would have been, like, really interesting if it was Darth Vader, or Anakin as Darth Vader, that killed Count Dooku on Mustafar and then had the battle with Obi-Wan afterwards. That would have been interesting to incorporate and keep Christopher Lee because I, I too, was a little disappointed that he was just in the movie for 15 minutes and then got his head chopped off and a very unjust death. I feel like 
Count Dooku's death could have been better. I was happy to see him here. Now, okay, speaking of characters in this movie, here's a character I've heard of, especially in the past couple of days, but oh, I've heard of before, too. Uh, Captain Rex, who is one of the, the clones, and is, like, pretty cool in the movie. Like, there's not a lot with him, but he's sort of, like, in and out throughout this entire movie. So, can you explain the situation? Oh, God, I'm so bad at explaining this, but I'll try. All right, so, basically, uh, Captain Rex, he is also in Star Wars Rebels, and there's a jump of time from Rebels to, or from Clone Wars to Rebels. It's about 20, 25 years, but clones age faster so you see Captain Rex in Rebels looking a little older with a beard but a lot of people thought he looked a lot like a certain character and what was that character's name Nick it was Saint, like I think Nick Saint or something or Nick Saint in Return of the Jedi like he's on Endor and I believe it was in it was during Star Wars Celebration in April that Dave Filoni and was it Pablo Hidalgo? They showed some pictures of, you know, the or some drawings. And there was one of Captain Rex designed an Endor gear that looked like this man from Return of the Jedi. Recently on Sunday, a writer from the show posted that same picture and said something the lines of, this is happening. So long story short, he announced that this character is Captain Rex. I'm, I'm well, explaining this he, I would say he, that writer, and I don't remember his name, he has since walked those comments back, partially because of the of the Twitter storm that this created. So basically it was saying that this character survives Rebels and goes on to be in the Battle of Endor. But there's some stuff that goes on here. I mean, first of all, I mean, because I don't really know this character, I've seen him once, and because I've never particularly cared for this sort of thing, that kind of retroactive Easter egg of, oh, really, this is the same guy, doesn't do anything for me. Like, I don't I don't think it adds anything to the story. I don't think it really does anything except, you know, throws a bone to some of the fans who are climbing over this. But the problem is, the guy who plays Nick Saint, or Nick Saint, it's like a play on Saint Nick, in Return of the Jedi, is an old white dude. And, of course, (laughs) the clones are Tamara Morrison, who is Maori. And so that becomes a not great situation when you say that they're the same character. It's a pretty shitty situation that Lucasfilm got themselves into. Twitter was going crazy. I mean, for basically no reason. Like, it doesn't it doesn't add anything to anything. It's just them trying to add, like, an Easter egg or them trying to connect everything. They keep trying to do that lately, like, trying to connect every little thing to Star Wars. And they see this guy that looks like Captain Rex, so they're like, I have an idea. Let's have Captain Rex be this old man on Endor. When they totally forget that, you know, Captain Rex... Or the char- or the actor that plays him is a certain race, and they're changing the race on this character because oh, it fits. It's it's wrong and it's insensitive, and it's sadly it's something I didn't realize until I had to look again. Like at first, I read this and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool, but then I did more research and I realized how sickening and how awful this was, especially for Tim. I forget how you pronounce his name. Tamora Morrison, I believe that is right. Yes, I believe so, but I'm really bad at pronouncing names, so I apologize for getting it wrong. 
Because, because, no, but he's really great. I like him a lot. Which makes it even worse and that this is happening to him. I wonder what he has to say about all of this. He's probably as pissed as a lot of people were. But then again, there were a lot of people who were for this and were like, oh, yeah, like Captain Rex is that old man. That's so cool. And they were so blind to the fact that this is a big racial issue. A lot of our friends on Twitter were, you know, beautiful, beautifully stating how awful this is and trying to, you know, let people know, hey, like, this is what's going on. This is wrong. But people were too stupid to realize that. Well, I mean, here's the thing, is, at the end of the day, the the, the tweets that really affected me, is, um, I saw a couple of these that um, Steele Saunders retweeted and some other people, is you have, you have tweets from people who are Maori, really genuinely upset about this, I think rightfully so, and so as soon as you have people who this, you know, is affecting saying this is offensive and this is why and this is like why this is a problem i think basically if you're a white person to a certain extent you need to shut up about it i know people don't know when to shut up about it people just talk on twitter to get attention and to get likes or to get attention negative or positive which is really it's gross, especially, you know, all those people talking about Forces of Destiny and them saying the really sexist and awful comments that I messaged you about one day. Like, I never get angry about comments on, you know, Twitter or Facebook. And that one post that that one man made about how Forces of Destiny is making him feel guilty as a Star Wars fan, that was awful and sickening. He went on about saying, you know, he enjoys seeing women at Star Wars celebration which irked me the wrong way because I've never been to a Star Wars celebration before and seeing a man post like that how he's ex- or he he goes to celebration to meet girls that's disgusting and that makes me question if I really want to go to one of those events because I don't want to feel uncomfortable in a situation like that I was very close on going to Celebration Orlando but I was really scared of going by myself because I don't know what could have happened I always try to expect the unexpected and I always have to look at the positives and negative sides of going to an event like that alone because I didn't want anything bad to happen to me or to anyone else that decided to go to a place like or a woman that wanted to go to a place like that alone it's it's scary Sorry, tangent. <laughs> Somebody on the on the uh, Steel Wars Safe Haven uh, Facebook group was was saying something about how, like, whether we should just ignore these people and whether going after them like does anything. And I responded, I responded to him being like, "Well, the problem is, yeah, like sometimes people are just doing this for attention, and sometimes you're 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 sort of drawing out the fight. But the other thing is that people." can see silence as agreement. And so if if there are all these people putting out these gross, like, sexist or racist or homophobic things, and there isn't pushback, there isn't an outcry, then I sit back and go, oh, I guess everybody is fine with this. So this is not a place where I'm welcome. Exactly. I used to have that mindset also, you know, I didn't want to try to get into any drama. Or I, I definitely try to stay away from stuff like that on Twitter because I see a lot of people in arguments just about, you know, the sexist assholes who want to talk about how forces of destiny is ruining their manhood. So I, I feel like that was definitely an eye opener for me that I need to speak up for what I believe in and I need to put my foot down and say, hey, I, I enjoy Star Wars just as much as you do. Like, why is this affecting you that 
there's women that are now get or young girls that are getting merchandise when before it was so difficult for us to find t-shirts or to find anything i i was a girl in fourth grade who really wanted to wear a star wars shirt on my birthday and i couldn't do that because there are no star wars shirts for girls and that that destroyed me and that halloween i wanted to find a clone trooper costume and i couldn't find it because there's no clone trooper costumes for girls so we've come a long way since then. yeah like there's still, still a long, long way to go. go there still is a long way to go and and one thing that always gets me is okay people when you see people talking about how oh you know who cares about representation representation isn't important well th- that's always coming from people who have been like de facto represented in everything they've watched forever you know so it's easy it's easy to say that representation doesn't matter when you've ever when you've never not been represented like when you've never not had the opportunity to turn on tv and see hundreds of of main characters and heroes that that look like you and that stuff's so ingrained my little brother is black and i i know that having finn in the force awakens was a big deal like that's a huge deal like yeah there are other characters he likes there are, like he loves han solo he likes ray he likes poe he likes princess leia but having a character who looks like him in a major role in a major movie that's that's still really important it is and people don't understand that they're selfish about that and they believe that since a character doesn't look like like a character's not a certain race or a certain gender is not like them they just assume that star wars is bad and it's ruined and they say just such sickening things that makes me really sad for all those people who are finally being represented in the star wars universe it's well yeah it's i always get annoyed when people are saying oh it's just you know diversity for diversity's sake i'm like no no diversity like look around like look at the world around you like having 99 percent straight white dudes that's what's unnatural like diversity should be the norm because that's what the world looks like. You're you're totally right about that. Ugh, it just just people's mentality just makes me sick. Ugh. But <laughs> <laughs> have we gone a little bit heavy for our second episode? Yes. I mean, I'd apologize for it, but I feel like this is good because this is your getting off point. Like, if you don't like this, then you should stop listening now because. Like, this is not going to be every week, but look, shit happens in fandom, and we have opinions about it, and these are our opinions, so if if you, that upsets you, okay, find a different podcast. I know. Well, maybe, well, we know that we've made it when we start getting negative reviews, so if we're getting <laughs> negative reviews now, then I, I think that we're going to do pretty good, <laughs> but I, I apologize, because I... Usually I have to write down notes beforehand so I cannot say like um yeah every five minutes. So I I definitely want to say more about this, but I don't I I feel like I would have to either sit down and think a lot or I used to write a lot in high school and you know beginning of college I used to want to be English major. So I, I used to you know just sit down when, and during like, nights I couldn't sleep and write about anything mostly about my really weird love sad love life but (laughs) no but you know definitely something like this you know 
I, I wish I could talk about more, you know, because being a woman in this fandom is both difficult, but it's so it's so worth it at times or not not time all the time, you know, because I feel like I found myself in Star Wars and you seeing characters, you know, like Princess Leia and even like Ahsoka Tano now. It's really oh wow, that was a weird ugly voice I just made. It's really inspiring. Like, you know, I said previously how, you know, I, w- I would only watch Disney movies as a kid, you know, and I would see these princesses, like these damsels in distress, and, and I kind of would find myself, you know, trying to be like a hopeless romantic because I see all these princesses. Like, I'm like, I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm just like a Disney princess. Like, I'm going to find Prince Charming one day and everything's going to be okay. And I find myself always like focusing on love and, you know, I'm not going to be happy until I find a man because of these movies that I watched. And then I watch Star Wars and I see someone like Princess Leia and sh- she doesn't need a man to save her. She's capable of saving herself. And same with Padme. Like, she's a queen and she's only 14 years old. That's incredible. And she's doing it all by herself. And she's a senator. She's so smart. And she, she does it all by herself. That's amazing. That. I, I wish I watched Star Wars earlier in life so I wouldn't have such a fucked up love life. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, and by the way, Princess Leia, if you missed this news, has a PhD. <laughs> and according to BuzzFeed, everyone's freaking out about it. And so is Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, women in Star Wars. Fuck yeah. Should we move on to lighter topics? <laughs> Do you count our top three as a light? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's a lighter topic. It's it might like alienate just as many listeners, but it's a lighter topic. Yeah, this is the get to know Brittany and Emily. Uh, oh, podcast. it's gonna be frightening. All right, okay. So, mom, dad, if you're listening, stop right now. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. We will see you next week. <laughs> but. Everyone else watching, if you're not my parents, just or not watching, if j- just just keep on listening. All right. So as we mentioned last week, we're doing our top three rankings of various topics in Star Wars. Please send us some into CantoBitePod at gmail dot com. But this week is top three Star Wars characters you would like to bang in a refresher. <laughs> Specifically bang in a refresher, not just bang. <laughs> yeah, we have to have time and, and special time in the refresher room. Okay, so you're going first this week because I went first last week. All right, all right. So I, I want to ask one question. That, okay. Okay. So Jedi can't form attachments. So can they fuck? I mean... I mean, I don't, I don't know about. Oh God, I hope my parents aren't listening to this. I don't know about your sex life, but the two aren't necessarily like, you know, they don't always go hand in hand. And also, I mean, come on, all sorts of Jedi have formed attachments. It happens all the time in Star Wars. So, it's up to you, in your own fantasy, whether the banging and the refresher is part of a larger romantic maybe forbidden romantic relationship or whether it's just some dude you want to fuck sweet but yeah I, i'm a very wholesome woman and I'm, I'm definitely not the type not yet to you know find someone and bang them the refresher but y- 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 you never know my top three 
All right. Uh, let's see. Number three, Castian Andor, before he dies on Scarif. <laughs> no, I, I, I. He's very sexy. His accent just just gets me, and I, I feel like we would have a, a good time. And uh, second place is Luke Skywalker. Right. I'm gonna do timelines. I, I feel okay, like I was gonna ask. I wouldn't do. Um, Luke Skywalker, like, after the whole uh, Knights of Ren killed his whole posse, because I, oh, I feel like... Oh, you want, like, damaged Luke. <laughs> no, I'm saying I don't want damaged Luke. Oh, okay. But hear me up. My, my number one is pretty bad, but I feel like Luke Skywalker, like, right after he he destroys the Death Star, I feel like that's a good Luke Skywalker, because he's, like, innocent and pure, but at the same time, he has this confidence in himself that he's never found before. So let's say he beats me. I, I, I'm, I'm short, I have beautiful red hair, and I can do my makeup really well. We lock eyes, and we both know that we have to go fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, he's gentle, he's kind, but I feel like I'll try to give him those sexy hints but he'll like kind of miss them because he's so pure and innocent. I almost feel like our time on the refresher would definitely be like his first time with a woman. I was just gonna ask is Luke Skywalker a virgin? <laughs> I'm like a twelve year old girl right now, but yeah, spoiler alert, uh, I'm not I I have experienced <laughs> I have experienced the D no, I've I've experienced uh, life events as a you know, young woman. So I feel, but at first I said no about Virgin Luke because I feel like he deserves better than his first time with me in a refresher. Like I feel like we we could have had you know a a better first time, you know, like get the rose petals on the bed, some <laughs> uh, very nice uh, music, not from the cantina, like very classical music, and it, it could have been a good time. But I feel like you know at that moment we could have just been you know looking for one thing and. That thing only. All right, so that was number two. Number one is my man, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Padawan, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right before The Phantom Menace. He's about like 18, 19 during The Phantom Menace, or I think he's a bit a, a little bit older. So you don't know this yet, but uh, Obi-Wan has a love interest in The Clone Wars. Her name is Satine. She's a duchess on Mandalore. And they had a really big relationship right before the events of The Phantom Menace. Like, they both loved each other. And he says that he would have given up everything to be with her if she would have asked. Like, for say, if she told him to leave the Jedi Order for her, uh, he would have done that. So, my timeline of this event is right after Obi-Wan and Satine break up. So, here comes me. You know, I, I'm athletic. I play tennis. I could I can grip a good lightsaber, so <laughs> well that's dirty. <laughs> so he's pretty distraught about this woman, and he meets me, and you know we're 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 not looking for anything serious, so we uh, ha have a good time in the refresher. I I feel like I have vulnerable, sad Obi Wan, but I'm giving him something to forget about. I'm giving him a good time. I mean like. Who, who would say no? Actually, I know people that please don't say no, but no, I'm kidding. But God, this has turned into a Britney's therapy session. But yeah, I, I feel like I love it. these three contenders would do well. 
And then I want to do an honorable mention because I was looking up different characters on Wikipedia and I was looking at Wedge and Tilly's and he has a pretty good background. I would have almost considered him, but I would have felt kind of guilty, you know, hopping from X-Wing pilot to X-Wing pilot because I would have been X-Wing pilot whore and... Want to get like a reputation among the X-wing pilots? No, I don't because I want a good reputation. You know, I care what people think about me most of the time, and I, I want to be remembered for one good thing only, my personality. No, but I was looking up pictures of Wedge and Tilly just to you know refresh my brain, and I found this uh, fan-made photo uh, Wedge and Tilly's with the with a shirt off and a six pack, and uh, I sent it to Emily and said, "Hey." Uh, do you know that people make fan art of Wedge and Tilly's? I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because we will make fan art of everybody, but for some reason that one caught me off guard. Yeah, that one did, did caught me off guard too. I've never really been into like the fan fiction, like the weird fan art stuff. I remember watching old videos on YouTube of um, people would make fan art. Uh, combined with um they would do like clips from the movies and do music videos and make it about certain characters and there was one particular that i watched people used to ship obi-wan and padme and their ship name would be uh abadella and i i I specifically (laughs) i specifically remember this one video that scarred me forever so it was like a normal music video it was playing like a nickelback song and it was showing clips of like obi-wan and padme together and then, like the very end, like the very like last like thirty seconds of the video was just a bunch of like disgusting fan art of like Obi Wan and Padme fucking, <laughs> and it scarred me as a seventh grader, looking at pictures this forty year old man made of Padme and Obi Wan getting it on. Oh, that's disturbing. Yeah, it, it really disturbed me. I I definitely I I exited out YouTube and I was just sitting there like this is gross. Why do people do this? And that was before I made my venture off to tumblr years later and realized uh, no this is normal (laughs) you know i don't know i don't know what it is maybe it's that i write fanfic and i can't draw so i don't do fan art but i find sexual fan art so much more disturbing than i find fan fiction yeah i do too like it's just creepy like if i i feel bad saying that because the art is really good maybe maybe it's that it's that images it's so much more directly linked to the actor. Whereas in fan fiction, I'm like, I'm, I'm reading about the character. Whereas in fan, I'm I'm like, oh, they just drew Ewan McGregor's cock. That's weird. (laughs) All right. Oh God. Do I, is it time for my list? Um, I, I think so. I I think I've digressed. Oh God. Okay. This is going to get really bad because, okay. I went back and forth on my number three choice. Because there's two that are fairly close, and one of them is socially acceptable, and one of them is less socially acceptable. But, fuck it, it's a podcast, so my... I'm gonna get so much shit for this. Yeah, my number three choice is Tarkin. (laughs) Yes, I was actually listening to a podcast um, months ago about how, like, they have a theory that Tarkin is, like, really freaky in bed. Do you think that he is, like, really freaky and kinky? Definitely. Like, I almost put him on my list, too, because I'm like, you know, like, I've never had an experience like that before. Like, having an experience with Tarkin would be, like, mind-blowing and 
something you'll never forget. Plus, I just find Peter Cushing's voice to be really sexy. And he has, like, the cheekbones. Anyway. Would, would you have a three-way with him and Mendo? Yeah. <laughs> not, not even a question, yeah. And we've already, we've talked about this before, and they'll come again. I, I like bad guys, and Tarkin is definitely <laughs> one of those. He's a fucking sleazebag, and I love it. We like the bad boys. Do you? Ugh, god damn it. Such a cliche. Okay, so my number two, my number two choice is Mon Mothma. Um, specifically, <laughs> shut up. Specifically, Rogue One Mon Mothma, cause she's so pretty and she's like smart and dedicated and really passionate and just again really really pretty. And I think you know she's got a lot going on. She has a very stressful life, so that's a good way to release some stress. <laughs> by uh fucking emily in a refresher <laughs> yeah yeah okay look my number one is not gonna surprise anybody it's krennic it was always going to be krennic it always will be krennic because he's krennic and he's my dude and <laughs> i mean come on i wrote a terrible erotic fan fiction about him so obviously i've spent at least some time thinking about how he is in bed. Um, <laughs> you think about Star Wars characters in bed? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Although uh, people were saying that like the fanfic was like fantasy fulfillment. I'm like, oh, you have no idea how much worse it would have been if it was fantasy fulfillment. It's fairly standard vanilla sex in that um, fanfic. And I'm like, okay, well, no. But sure. Yeah, that's my fantasy. <laughs> And would you do? Yeah, I'm. I'm asking you these questions, but I know the answer. Like you totally would do a three way with uh, Mendo and uh, Mothma. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So you do have a thing for redheads, okay? I'm. I'm putting that. In my, okay. <laughs> I mean, look. Part of the reason for using Mothma in the fan fiction was uh, there's not a lot of choices. If you wanted to have a Mento fanfiction with a woman in Star Wars. And the other reason was because then I got to talk about how pretty she is in her really long neck and how she's super sexy. Because <laughs> she is. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. This episode is getting an explicit tag in iTunes. I, I, I think all of our episodes will. Oh, um, apologies to Matthew Frost if you're still listening. Because I know he's going to be super uncomfortable. <laughs> Why? Does this kind of shit oh, uh, kind of yeah. make him feel uncomfortable? I mean, look, he's the nicest guy in the world, and he would never judge us for it. But yes, it makes him deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how people react to this one. <laughs> I almost can't wait. I'm editing this episode, so I can't wait to listen back to all of the reasons why we would... It would uh, bone everyone in the refreshers. Look, there's a lot of sexy people in Star Wars. There is. Like, they they do it to us on purpose. Like, you, you know that little look that the Poe gives Finn after he likes the jacket on him? And Ray is beautiful. Even Kylo Ren. Like, Adam Driver, he's a babe. Like, I almost put him on my list, but I almost feel like he's too whiny. But I, I have to see how he is in The Last Jedi. I feel like he'll kind of mature a little bit. Because I have a little feeling that maybe Raylo will be a thing. But I don't want to say that they will be. But there's going to be 
a love story in this film. And I definitely think it's going to be Finn and Rose because she walked out at uh, D23 to Across the Stars. Yeah, the one I'm walking down the aisle to during my wedding. No, but yeah, I definitely feel like they'll have a romance in the film. And I'm excited for stuff like that because I I love cheesy romance shit, especially in Star Wars. So, what do you think, Emily? I would, I'd like to see a romance i i'd prefer it not be ray at all um i'd i'd prefer it be like with the the original trilogy where you have luke story isn't that and then you have like the side story being um han and leia so i i'd be i'd be really happy if we got finn and rose i'd be happier if we got finn and poe but i don't think star wars is quite there yet Oh, man. I almost want to see that just to see how pissed off people would get. I mean, God like, damn, look how people were pissed off at Chuck Wendig for, like, like having even small characters in his books be gay. It's nice in the books. I love you, Chuck Wendig, but I want to I wanna see it on screen. So should we go to, I want to call them listener emails, even though nobody's listened to this yet. <laughs> No, let's just keep talking about sex. No, yeah, let's 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 go to emails. We we got some emails this week, and there were some good emails. Do you want to read the first one? Because I still need to look over the second one. And uh, is the first one the one from Jonathan? Yes. Okay, this is let's... from Jonathan P. Schwartz. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you for writing. Hi, thanks, Jonathan. I know I get excited when I hear my emails written on podcasts and they say my name and I go, ah, so hi, Jonathan. Hope you're having a great day and thanks for listening to us. You the bomb. Yeah, I just, I, I just wish I had a voice like Haas Burkhart. That would make this much better. Oh, I know. Like silky smooth Haas Burkhart voice. Okay. <laughs> Instead, you I was, have, I was no, okay. about to try an impression. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. You have a pretty good radio voice, though. Oh, thank you. Like, it, just always listening to you, like, it's so calming, and it makes me happy, and I'm really hoping that I have an okay voice, too, because I really don't want people to listen to this podcast and be like, what's that screeching noise after Emily speaks? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I, I think you sound perfectly nice. I hate the sound of my own voice, Aww. but I think that's fairly normal. All right. Dear Emily and Brittany, congrats on the new podcast. Oh, thank you. I've been thinking about the new Star Wars spinoff film. Do you have any predictions? Do you think it'll be a self-contained story like Rogue One or a character backstory like Han Solo? I'm personally hoping for an Obi-Wan spinoff with Ian McGregor. He seems to be up for it, and for me, his performances were solid in the prequel films. I'd love to hear your thoughts on standalone Star Wars. Jonathan. I've been thinking about this one a lot. It's something that I think about on and off, um, especially since we still haven't had the announcement of what the next spinoff is going to be. Um, personally, I'd like it to be something new. Um, in terms of, I don't, I don't want it to be backstory on a character we already have. At the same time, I don't want it to be Rogue One in terms of I don't want it to be, oh, here's these three days that fit in between the other existing canon that we're going to tell a story of. I like the new characters that we got in Rogue One, like that sort of new ensemble with maybe maybe some cameos here and there, but with a story that's 
either long before the the original movies or just separate from them like not talking about the death star not talking about darth vader maybe an underworld movie um i know there's going to be some of that stuff in han solo because han solo is a smuggler but i'd kind of like to to get away from the jedi for a spin-off movie and and maybe even away from like the rebellion and the empire and just sort of see what's going on in other places in the galaxy. Yeah, I, I'd really enjoy something new, but I'm like almost worried about how audiences will react cuz I almost feel like a lot of audiences really enjoyed Rogue One cuz they enjoyed the easter eggs and the connections and I feel like that's important, but definitely seeing something new what do you consider like new, you know, new characters like in the older public or like a totally future distant film or what would you exactly want to see something like Knights of the Old Republic or I almost hate I never got into those games. So people always talk about how they want to see something nice to the Old Republic. I'm always kind of worried because not a lot of people know what that is. Yeah, I actually I mean, I don't really have any experience with it, which is really one of the reasons I'm I'm open to doing a, a movie then I think there's a lot of stuff you could explore I don't know if I want something like necessarily super in the future just because I feel like you might it depends it depends how they handle like letting us know how we might have gotten to that future like whether would there be like hints of what had happened to the first order or the republic or any of that but I'd, I'd just I'd sort of like to get away from the stuff that we already know I don't necessarily, I mean, actually, I I really don't want to see the rebellion and I don't want to see some lightsaber fights. I want to see maybe how that story or how those events affect people who aren't directly involved with them. God, you always give such good answers and I'm always like, how do I respond to this other than saying, yeah. I agree. Or, you know, because... But you're an an Obi-Wan girl. Like, do you want an Obi-Wan movie? Yes. (laughs) No, like, like, it's my guilty pleasure. I was telling Steele on the Colin show, I think, like, a couple months ago, that, you know, seeing Obi-Wan on film will make me so happy. And it's something I've always wanted. Like, I was in love with Ian McGregor as a young girl. And getting that announcement, like, if we're going to get an Obi-Wan film, would make me so happy. And it would make me happy knowing that that little girl who loves seeing Obi-Wan on the screen will get to see him again as a young woman. So I definitely want that. I'm hoping for it, but I'm going to be prepared if it doesn't happen. I definitely think that the next spinoff will be about more than one character. I'm thinking because they've always been torn about an Obi-Wan or Boba Fett. I'm thinking that they'll do like both. Like they'll have probably like two different events, you know, happening at the same time. Here we have like Boba Fett training or something. And then here we have Obi-Wan in a different situation, you know, on Tatooine. Most of the time isn't spent on Obi-Wan because, you know, everyone always jokes around about an Obi-Wan movie just being about an old man in the dirt for two hours. That doesn't really sound appealing to a lot of people. Like, it sounds appealing to me. I mean, I'd see Ian McGregor as Obi-Wan and Kenobi again, like, any day. Like, I would pay to see that shit so many times. You know, I was I was thinking about that, and I, I'd be interested in that. Did, um, did, you see, did you see Logan? I did not. Okay, but it had... Did you? Yeah, and I really liked it. It had a very, like, gritty, road movie, unforgiving sort of feel to it. And I think you could do that 
with Obi-Wan, you could tell a very specific character story where he's on this one very clear adventure and really sort of really do the character and play into who Obi-Wan is after everything that happened in the prequels. Yeah, and then during that Logan movie, you obviously see Logan kind of distraught and depressed. And spoiler alert, should I say that he... Yeah, we said spoiler alert, it's fine. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, spoiler alert, he dies, but Obi-Wan will not die in this film because it's before A New Hope. So I definitely think, you know, seeing Obi-Wan broken and distraught over the fact that, you know, he failed as a master, he failed Anakin, he failed especially Padme, like, even though they didn't really have, they probably did have a strong bond. I mean, you know, reading the novels, I feel like they definitely did have a bond that wasn't really seen a lot in the films. But seeing Obi-Wan slowly becoming the character of Alec Guinness would be really interesting to see. And then we can add different scenarios. We can add Owen and Brew Lars to the film. You know, they're still young and you gotta create situations. I believe in the expanded universe, I don't know if this is still true, but there were like situations that Luke would find himself in where Obi Wan would have to save him and he never knew it was Obi Wan saving him. And then Owen would get really pissed at Obi Wan, be like, hey man, like, I don't want you near my child, my son, or my my nephew. Like, you're, you're fucking everything up. Go away. Like, I would love to see that on screen and see conflict in, you know, Obi-Wan. You know, he's trying to help Luke, and he believes, you know, Luke is the answer to everything, and he'll help destroy Vader and everything. So I, I would enjoy to see that. But then again, I don't know how that would be received. I don't even know what Disney is going to do with this. I was even thinking you know, an old Jedi Temple movie, like a young... I, th- I believe that Haas was talking about on his podcast, Blue Harvest, one time, or I believe it was Rogue One, about... You know, Yoda as a Padawan, you see his journey. But then again, seeing a character like that would, like Darth Vader, like if we had too much Darth Vader in Rogue One, that would kind of diminish his character. So I'm conflicted, really, about what I want to see next. But, you know, either way, whatever Disney pulls out of their ass, I'm going to be very excited about. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope it's something different. And I hope it's something um, that, that takes a risk. But if not, like, it's still a Star Wars movie. I'm still going to go see it. I know at the end of the day, it's Star Wars. It's probably going to come out in May or I'm hoping May because my birthday is actually on the 25th. Like, I am I am Star Wars. <laughs> so it's really funny because uh, the Han Solo movie is coming out on the 20, May 25th of 2018. So that's going to be like a fun little thing I do on my birthday. I always do like Star Wars related things because, you, you know, why not? So that'll be fun to do. Alrighty. Well, we had another email, I believe. Yeah, from uh, Tom Plagueis. No, King Tom. Our good friend, King Tom. And let me read this. Um, He titled it, Another Email. Yay, thank you for sending us emails, King Tom. It means a lot to me opening my inbox and seeing emails. It, it makes me happy. Alright. Hello, ladies. Just one question this week. Who is your new favorite character in Star Wars? A couple of rules here, though. By new, I mean post-Disney sale, so no one from the Clone Wars, and I mean no non-film characters, on all caps, looking at you, Mendo. And he says, mine would have to be Dr. Aphra. Usually, I don't go for the snarky wise asses, 
but her character I like maybe because of the way she freed herself from Vader's employ and doesn't give a shit about who wins in the big picture as long as she makes bank. Hell yeah. Looking forward to seeing what you have to say. Thanks for reading. Your pal, King Tom. Of course Tom asks questions that make me do research. Because it's Tom, and that's 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 what he's going to do. I know, right? Like, I got this. I was still at um, my my secret government duties. And I was thinking, like, shit, I have to go home and research all of this. Because I don't read a lot of comic books. I don't know if you do. So I never really read any of the book, any of the new books yet or the comics. So I'm really interested to see your answer because I kind of don't have one. I kind of have like a half-ass answer. You know, I've heard a lot of good things about um, Afra, and I sort of it's made me want to read those comics, but I, I I just haven't. I gotta go with Grand Admiral Sloan from the Aftermath trilogy. Um, she, I believe was in a book before that that I can't remember the name of like I think actually like the first of the new canon books where she was she was just a captain but she she's in and out of the of the aftermath trilogy and again I I do love the imperials but she's just it's it's really it's great to see this really strong um female imperial character uh partially I think because there had been so much hype about Phasma, and then she didn't really get to do anything in the movie. And and I was really disappointed in that, because I wanted, like, a kick-ass female bad guy. And she's really interesting, because she's really smart and calculating, and a lot of her story is her just sort of being frustrated by the infighting and the incompetence of other imperial officers and and i liked i liked seeing that and i just i sort of liked following an imperial around it's one of the reasons i'm excited to to finally get both into the book inferno squad and then into the battlefront 2 game but no i i gotta go with sloan i liked her a lot the other the other one i was thinking of there is a droid in aftermath called mr bones (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Bones, I've heard and he's like a he's like a, this Bones. snap Wexley actually when he was younger sort of like made him, and he's like a reprogrammed battle droid I believe, and he's got he's like decorated with bones, which is the creepiest thing, and and he's he's a lot of fun. So those would be my two. God, that sounds like it. I watch a lot of those. Um, uh, that one guy that does the Star Wars Explained videos on YouTube. He does a lot of, you know, fun facts from, like, the books and everything. And I believe his name is Alex. He's really cool. He always does videos about the books and facts from the books. So I always read that. And whenever Dr. Bones is mentioned, I always just... I'm always so interested in the character. And he just seems so evil and scary. And that makes me, like, want to know him even more. <laughs> All right, so a character. I, I, again, I don't really read the comics. I read the Darth Vader comics, uh, I believe it was that 2014 or 2015. I binge read that one night. And it was a really good comic series, but I definitely, even though I give so much, or give so much shit about Rebels, I feel like there's some really good characters. I, I've, I don't know if I'm breaking the rules, but I think one of my favorite newer characters is Harrison Dula. 
She's, oh yeah, she's from Ryloth. I always forget what planet she's from. I, I'm so glad I'm rewatching Clone Wars, so I remember all these little things. She's kind of like the mom of the Rebels crew. She's selfless, you know, she takes care of others, and she's a badass pilot. You know, seeing a pilot, a woman pilot in the Star Wars universe who's like also a uh, different species, it's, it's really cool. And she's such a good role model for like young girls. And seeing her character, and she's also, she's in a relationship with Kanan, which is really cool seeing a character have a relationship with human. Y- you know what I'm getting yeah, like at. Yeah, interspecies. Just, interspecies relationship it's incredible and you know she has interactions with uh, lando and they're hilarious she tells them off and it's incredible like who tells land when tell lando off the most like when leia was telling off lando on on bespin like that was so funny because she was pissed you know she was very upset that lando broke his word and he told the Empire the whereabouts, and he's the reason why Han was put in Carbonite. Then they slowly realized that, you know, Han wanted to save the city. He felt really bad, and then he saved the day later on. Seeing a character like Hera in, in Rebels is great, and it's a greater addition to, you know, some of the other characters, because she has character development. And even though Ezra is a piece of shit character, she tries to give him advice, and she tries to make him a better person. I'm on Wikipedia right now because I'm awful and I didn't really do my research. And honorable mention to AP5, who is played by Steven Stanton. I feel like he's such a great character. Oh, I love Stanto. And there was one episode where AP5, like, just starts singing in space. Oh, man, people hated that episode. I loved it. I loved every second of him singing. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry, King Tom, I kind of have a shitty answer for you, but I promise next week I I will have a better answer for you. I, I hope you forgive me. I feel like a lot of our podcast is going to be apologizing to Tom, but you know what? It's not because his email last week about Plagueis, and so I, I'm not going to apologize for anything. I feel like I will be apologizing a lot during this podcast, especially after our our top three conversation. No, <laughs> that nobody should apologize for. That was probably some of our best podcasting in two episodes. Have we already hit our peak? Yeah, we've already hit our it's peak. All down, it's all downhill from here. People know us, you know? <laughs> We're going to make a lot of weird friends. <laughs> but yeah, Hera, she's a good character. Pilot. She's that motherly character. We don't really have a lot of motherly characters in Star Wars because Anakin's mother died. Uh, Luke and Leia's mom died. We don't know who Ray's mom is. Kylo's pissed at his mom because she didn't tell him that Darth Vader was his grandfather. God, would you be mad if there was just this big family secret and your mom and dad didn't want to tell you because they feel like it would really fuck you up? Would you be mad like, like Kylo Ren was? I don't think I would be, but... I mean, I think I'd be mad, but I don't think my reaction would be than to, like, worship Darth Vader. What if he's always worshipped Vader, though? Because I feel like, you know, they definitely knew, he definitely knew who Vader was. But at the same time, like, wouldn't someone tell him that Darth Vader was his grandfather? Oh, wait, no. It wasn't known to the galaxy that Leia and Luke were twins. That's right. Yeah, that's, like, something that, like, comes out. And that's that whole... I haven't read that. Which book is that? Bloodline, I think. Yeah, I still have to read that one. 
God, we're <laughs> we're so behind on books and everything. Yeah, we're just gonna talk about cuddly animals and sex. That's two <laughs> different topics, but that's what we're gonna talk about. I mean, th- there's no one in the business like that. So, oh, wow, <laughs> terrible choice of words, but you know what I'm getting at. I mean, do you want to just? We can just be a Star Wars sex podcast. I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's gonna change the listener emails that we get, and it's gonna be a frightening place. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Emily, but, anything else uh, you want to add this week? I mean, I might ask you to delete some stuff, but <laughs> no, you know what? No, I stand by my choices. I, I, I think this is fine. You know, there's not a lot of Star Wars news right now besides, like, Twitter explosions. So maybe next week we'll have a little bit more Star Wars news and it'll be a little bit less dirty. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a a podcast for the books. People are going to remember us for uh, podcast number two. (laughs) The episode where everyone stopped listening. (laughs) Alrighty. So if you have suggestions for top three topics email us at cantobitepod at gmail.com you can also email us comments and questions there if you want to either reply to anything we said on the show or have comments on questions that have already been asked or if you have your own questions that's awesome give them to us we would love that sweet sweet content you can also follow us on both twitter and instagram i believe it's the same thing it's cantobitepod So hit us up there. You can follow me by myself on Twitter at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. How about you? And I have a new Twitter name because my old one was stupid and too long. I am CantoBritt, B-R-I-T-T. And on Instagram, I am Brittany the Ginger. Brittany with an I, the Ginger. And I have created an Instagram for CantoBitePod, so I'll be posting some pics and we'll all have a good time Alrighty, thanks for listening and we will see you guys next week bye bye